All right, what's going on? It's America Unplugged Saturday afternoon here in New York City, ladies and gentlemen. Hope everybody's doing well. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. What's up? Uh, and of course, we have the usual suspects here from around the nation, ladies and gentlemen, the wisest of all the wolves, the dude himself. Look at him, Mr. Tony Atterburn. What's up, brother? I'm just glad to be here. AU is the gold standard once again. Uh, always a pleasure to be here with you and Don. That's right. Thank you for being here. We appreciate the hell out of you, Mr. Tony Atterburn. He does his thing all the time. Make sure you listen to the Arterburn radio transmission. You like the way I said that? Arterburn? That's, that and that's Yes, you did fantastic. That's, it, I'm it's trying. Years. I'm improving every day, ladies and gentlemen. Every day I learn something new. That's how much I love Yesterday. you. Today. I've, never, I, I, I've never had a problem. I just let it go. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no more silent for- R. <laughs> I've known Tone for about two years now, and and uh, and uh, just now he comes around and telling me that I'm that I'm calling him the wrong name. I didn't say it. Mr. Gates brought it up. Mr. Gates brought it. I said, Mr. I just Gates love Billy. I never have a problem with it. Shouts to Mr. Gates. I thought about going changing on. my name. I thought about just re- rewording. <laughs> Tony Arterburn, ladies and gents. And, of course, the legendary Don Jeffries, ladies and gents. My guy. What's up, Don? How you doing? All right, how you guys doing? Always a pleasure to be here with you at Saturday Routine. Right. All right. So let's 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 not waste any more time and get into it. Let's talk about food shortages here in the United States. And we're gonna talk about QAnon and we're gonna talk about the Supreme Court and we're gonna talk about the billions of dollars the United States government threw at the propaganda media to get us to take the mRNA uh, uh, vaccine. And this is all admitted news now. This is not conspiracy theory. This is a conspiracy fact of the way they say, right? So let's talk about the food shortages. Joe Biden has come out and said, hey, listen, we're not going to have food here in the United States. It's a very real deal, he said. Because of the war in uh, between Russia and the Ukraine, this is why we won't have food on the shelves. Food shortages are a very real deal, according to Joe Biden. So get ready. What's up, Tony Atterburn? And well, Ukraine, must have yeah, go ahead. You, you, you <laughs> Only uh, took a minute. Go ahead, buddy. Ukraine is known as the breadbasket of the world, uh, just to start off with. And food shortages aren't really caused at all by this war. Mm. They're caused by the last, uh, what, 780 days of two mm. weeks to flatten the curve, the controlled demolition of our economy and supply chain, small business, all of that, the logistics of getting on-time deliveries, that was destroyed. Uh, back in 2020, and we're just now seeing the effects of that. And of course, there's inflation. Uh, th- th- this is all part of that. And the smokescreen of the war uh, in Ukraine between Russia and Ukraine, this is um, something that the administration is using uh, to their advantage right now to project. Uh, if you notice, you know, that's the you know line from 2016, the Russians did it. The Russians installed Trump, and we right. did you know, four years of Russia, Russia, Russia. This is a part two, the reckoning, uh, you know, w- everything that we did, our, our government uh, to our own people is being projected onto uh, Vladimir Putin. And uh, that's going to continue. You hear, you know, Putin's Putin's price hike. You heard that from from the gasoline. Right, right. People are saying, yeah, I, I get it. We're all in this together. I'll change my profile on Facebook to Ukrainian flag. And, uh, <laughs> the, you know, that's part of my values is to pay seven dollar gasoline. Right. So th- this is going to continue. Uh, we here at Unplugged are just, hey, we're just letting you know that the, the the calls are coming from inside the house. The people that are causing the food shortages are your own leaders. It's the people that are yeah. the meat puppets installed in Washington, D.C. Agreed 100 percent, man. 100 percent. This is uh, and let's let's remember 
that this was going on long before, all right, uh, um, uh, the Russia-Ukrainian war. We've been talking about it right here on uh, America Unplugged for months now, for months. Uh, the empty shelves and the the hikes in the prices. We've been talking about it. I go down the block and spend 60 bucks on five items. You know, I've said that many times because I do it every day, just about. Spend a ton of money on absolutely nothing. Um, and, and that's what's going on. So press secretary, and then I'm going to throw it to you, Don. Uh, Jinsaki, right? That's her name? Yes. Yeah. yeah the press secretary comes out and says, no, um, there aren't, it's not likely that we're going to have food shortages here in the United States. But uh, it's going to be really expensive. You know, the, the prices will go up on your bread, on your syrup, on your eggs, on your milk, you know, on your pork. Oh, my gosh. God forbid. Right. All of that's going to shoot through the roof. So uh, what she's saying is, is kind of opposite to Biden, but not quite. You know, she's just saying we're going to have food. You're just not going to be able to buy it. That's it. I don't know what's worse. Right. If, if you walk into. <laughs> into a supermarket and the shelves are empty. It's like, all right, there's nothing for me to buy. But if you walk into a supermarket, well, you're not going to walk into a supermarket if you don't have any money. You're, sta- you're staring outside and like, look at all that food and I don't have access to it. And my children are starving. Some bullshit. What's up, Don? Yeah, I mean, it was. Just, I mean, I, I don't believe for a second that uh, you know that we that we're going to have food shortages. I mean, they're they're going to have artificial food shortages. But you know, this goes Agreed. back. I wrote about, you can look in Survival of the Richest, my book, in my Huey Long section, and look at his quotes from the 1930s. He was talking then about, you know, we have more than enough food to feed everyone, how no one should be, no one should be hungry, nobody's been, but they were throwing away and destroying crops then. They still do. Look at today, around, and you know, you know what, what restaurants do, how much food they throw out? Why do you think you have dumpster divers? Uh, because, the, you know, the fast food restaurants, and that's only been the last 20, 30 years, you know, when I was a uh, when we were first married, we lived next door to a Vietnamese woman that was working like three jobs. And one of them was, I think, Roy Rogers. And every night, she because she would come bring my kids stuff. They thought it was great. They'd bring some bucket of fried chicken or something. So they used to give people at those places that, uh, at least the workers, if they didn't hand them out to people. But they, because of alleged uh, fear of lawsuits from people, and all you do is put a disclaimer. Okay, look, you know, this, this food gets you sick. You know, you take your chances. But they don't do that. Instead, they throw the food away. It's one of the many problems we have in this country. But uh, they're going to use this definitely. They're they're going to and they you know they can blame it on it. They'll blame it on Vladimir Putin. It's like they're blaming gas increases. What, what is it? Uh, what are we three percent of our oil or something like that from Russia? It right. makes no sense at all. But people are so stupid. Again, it just <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I hate calling you Americans stupid, but there's no other <laughs> word to describe you right now. Because you keep falling for the most ridiculous propaganda. I mean, I'd be disappointed in a group of kindergartners that was gullible. But they continue to be, and all they have to do is, is try out the latest, latest boogeyman. They could have raised gas prices during COVID and just blamed it on COVID or blamed it on the unvaccinated. People just, they don't think at all. So if there are food shortages, they'll blame it on Putin. If they get tired of Putin, they'll go back to the unvaccinated. Well, of course we have food students. People not getting their vaccines. You know, and there's, no, and there's nobody's drawing any kind of logical... <laughs> You know, connection right. between right. anything they say. But again, look at what Huey Long Huey Long's talking about this back then. This has been a problem forever. No one should be starving in America. We have so much food. It's I it's agree. ridiculous. And uh, but it's going to happen. And you know, it'll be interesting to see all the uh, the obese people. You know, that uh, can't get to the food and maybe can't run fast enough to get it. If they they throw it out like do it's like dogs. They might do that. They might have trucks running by just throw it in the street and people. Just, scrap for it but uh, they're gonna be out of luck 
uh, you know, they're not going to be able to run fast enough for it. But it's right. it's sad times, man. And it's it's really sad to hear Biden, especially in his in his mental state, just kind of smile and say, "Yeah, of course, there's going to be a like, Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was a decent impression, Dan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes you feel comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I, I, you you make a couple of valid points, right? In particular, here in New York, walk the streets at twelve o'clock, see what you find. Go into the city. You know, and all these uh, fancy ass restaurants, man, and even the not so fancy ones, they're throwing yeah. everything out that they didn't sell. Perfectly yeah. good food. They'd rather throw it out than give it to people. Yes. You know, they, they just throw it out and it, it's perfectly good. There's a, an abundance of food. There's an abundance of water. I was thinking about this yesterday and because um, I, I buy bottled water all the time. Right. I buy uh, Avion. I buy um, uh, Mountain Valley Spring. I, I dig a lot. Eternal. Right. Um, regardless. It's the most abundant. I mean, I know a lot of it is uh, it's a, it's a salt water, but still, like it was put here on Earth. You mean to tell me that we can't get people in Africa clean water? Easy? <laughs> you know, easy. I mean, we can do this easy, but but they make it seem like it's a big deal, right? Like it's, you know, they, they get vaccines over there ASAP, right? Yeah, yes. No problem. <laughs> oh, let's get them the vaccines. We have to get them vaccinated, right? We have to yeah. do it, but, but, yeah. uh, but clean water, you know? And, and the fact that we, uh, on this Earth, there, there are certain things that we have a right to as humans, all right? And water is, is the main thing we needed to run. It's our fuel, right? We've talked about it before with Tony Atterburn. It's God's fuel is what water is. And I'm buying it. This cost $2.50. Yeah. I'm buying water. This is, this, is how, this is how far we've come. You know, well, yeah, and, and you uh, only have to you only have to buy it, Billy, because again, what what happened? What, the, the quality of our water, right? It's purposely. I mean, they could build a giant uh, plant to take all the first of all, they take the fluoride out, the poison that's been in for you know sixty years. Right. People used to call people conspiracy theorists about. They've got lead, all kinds of other crazy stuff in our. I mean, the fact that we have to, you know, I have a we have a little water water filter. Almost everybody right. that knows about this doesn't drink tap water anymore. But it's disgraceful that that should be the case. I mean, we, we should have water plants that clean all of the crap out of it. But right. they don't want that, obviously. And then, of course, look at the industry. The bottled water industry would, 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 would be toppled. The few right. thriving industries America has left. So, uh, you know, it's, 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 you're right. It's, but look at California. California was running out of water. They lived next to the ocean, and they've had desalinization plants for decades. And they couldn't right. figure out. Hmm. <laughs> what can we do here? And they, all they did is, and nobody called them on it. Nobody said, "What don't you have desalinization plants? How do you possibly run out of water?" But this is, this is they're throwing out this kind of dystopian, crazy stuff on us. You're running out of food. We can't get the water to you, and people buy it. I, you know, I don't know what it, we reached a tipping point long ago. I've lost all hope. I got it, man. I got you. I, I want to go to the chat real quick. What's up, Gammy? How you doing? Patrick S. hooked us up with $20. Thank you. We appreciate you, Patrick. Thank you for being here. Uh, Daryl is here. Daryl Cantor. What's up, Daryl? Good uh, uh, morning. Good afternoon, wherever you may be. Raybo is here. That's the dude. And he's talking about pork. And he says they're going to kill us with our love of pork. And you're right. You're right, Raybo. But let me tell you. I, I'll eat some pork chops ASAP if they're done right, right? But um, but you're absolutely right. Maybe maybe we should cut that off. That's not a good deal. Uh, Colin Wysong, the guy himself, America Unplugged, hello. And he goes, um, what did he say? He says, uh, the fact that they throw out food is due to legal issues. And my guy, my guy Colin knows all about this because he works in the industry. It's it's due to legal issues. Um, 
yes. what is it? It, it, it can, uh, people can get sued right. if, uh, if they give away the food and people get sick. Right. right. And that's very valid. Right. I, I understand that, but these are the rules that are put into place at the, at the end of the day, it's perfectly good food going to waste. Right. So we can figure something out here. Right. We can we can we can figure something out because there's people starving and we're throwing this is greed. In my opinion, I mean, maybe people feel differently, but this is greed. You have them sign a a disclaimer. Like I said, just put a legal disclaimer. All the people can give out. That's all you have to do. They do it for other things. They couldn't do it for excess food. Of course they can. Scarcity creates a uh, power structure for the government, for the ruling Mm -hmm. class. And I want to go back to your uh, something on the water issue with your bottle when you held up your bottle of water. Right. Uh, if you spell Avion backwards, it, it's right. naive. <laughs> yes. uh, that's an old Dennis Miller joke. And uh, yeah, we have a salt problem, not really right. a water problem. I mean, the earth is what, like 70, is it 78% water? Right. Something like that. And then this is the technology they really don't want you to work on. Right. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. They, 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 you know, they'll come up with the, uh, with solutions for the most uh, negligible things. But when it comes to things that we actually need, they just completely forget about it. And, and, and Don, man, um, you know, I, I remember, I remember a speech, right. Where, where, uh, where your boy was like, Hey, come here, come back here, come back here with all that grub, put it back on the table to the Rockefellers, you know, and, and that's right. That's right. you know, you're, you're taking all that grub, get, leave some for the rest of the people. We got to incorporate that to the intro of America Unplugged. <laughs> oh, I, I have that. I, I have that on the, the intro for uh, the, the Donald Jeffrey show. Yeah, that's that's his the barbecue speech. Right, right. Leave right. something for the American people. It's, 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 bring us something. Bring us all that grub back here. Yeah. Bring, bring some of that grub back here. Rockefellers right. oh. and the Carnegies. Come, come, come back here. Where are you going that's with right. all that grub? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it was dope. You know, yeah. but uh, but regardless, that's that's um that's what we're facing right now. And I never thought. You know, when, when I was brought up, I was, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm the son of, of, uh, of Latin American immigrants and, 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 and Latin American immigrant and a Puerto Rican, right? So, I mean, Puerto Rico is a part of the United States in some way, shape or form, you know, so it's a bit different, but still we're Latin Americans, right? And when I, when I, when I was born here in the United States, I was like, damn, you know, like, like my first from five to 10 I was like, I'm in America. I'm in New York. I, it's the greatest thing ever. And I still, I still carry that with me. You know, I, I don't know how much of it was brainwashing, but regardless, like, I never thought I'd see food shortages or people talking, talking about food shortages here in, in, in the United States. I went down to Honduras um, for three months when I was 12 years old. And I saw incredible poverty, but I also saw people walking, I mean, uh, police officers walking around with heavy machine guns. I'd never seen anything like that. You know, I'd, I'd never, I was like, my God, like I, I got scared. A couple of years later, that's what I'm finding here in New York City and throughout the nation. Don has talked about us becoming a third world nation for some time, America 2.0. He's absolutely right. Look at, I mean, there's no denying it at this point. We're talking about food shortages in the United States. Tone, do you have anything to say before we sign off on this topic? No, you're absolutely right. I mean, Gore Vidal called it a uh, banana republic with nuclear weapons, and that's what we've become. And this is, of course, on purpose. You know, America will will go down in history as the first and, uh, of course, a nation that uh, was brought down artificially. I mean, every nation declines, every civilization declines, but we were brought down artificially or being brought down. Uh, you know, of course, that that hasn't happened yet, but we're we're getting close. And if you see, you know, the the elites crave a top-down system of two classes, the ultra-rich and the ultra-poor. 
Right. That's what you see in, in those, you know, banana republics and, and throughout Latin America and Africa as well. You see that ruling class and then just a lot of poor people. Right. And so that's what they seek. And uh, this is what's going on. And of course, creating the scarcity uh, that we were talking about with these, you know, and they're them putting that out is very interesting as well. Like, well, we're going to see price increases and we'll see shortages. And, um, you know, if they unleash the uh, energy of the American people, if they unleash the entrepreneur, if they, you know, would lift a lot of regulations, allow people to work, allow people to travel. Uh, I think that we could fix all of this, but they're right. not going to do that. No, I, I, I agree with you. Um, Daryl in the chat says uh, it's not food shortage. It's food hoarding. And it's important, right? And I talked about that, but I still called it food shortage, right? And it's important to use the right verbiage for things like this because it, it, it gives a clear uh, uh, a description of what we're actually dealing with. So if I say food shortages, is that true? You know, is that true? You know, even though we know what we're talking about, but, but is that true? No, it's food hoarding. So thank you for the correction, sir. I appreciate it. Don Jeffries, we're signing off on this topic. What do you got? No, I mean, I, I think it's very important. And I think, again, I I, I keep bringing Huey along up because if you look at what we're reaching the culmination of what I've seen my entire life. Again, Huey Long was way before me. But that was the last time and only time that, that a politician was wanting to get really was giving to the people and saying, you deserve this. This is what you need, average people. No politician has ever done that since. Even the people that care about the poor, they don't do it the way he did it. Now you're just reaching, you know, the uh, crescendo with sacrifice. So you're going to start seeing Republicans, Democrats both say, well, you know, American people always tighten their belt, you know, and, uh, you know, they've, they've been able to sacrifice. Now you got to sacrifice some food. You might have to go to two meals a day. You know, mm -hmm. you need to lose, take off a few pounds anyhow, 70% of your obese. You know, I mean, I can see people saying this. It could be a winning political argument. But, uh, you know, you don't, you don't you just need enough water to get by. You know, you cut back, curtail, you know, and, uh, I think you're going to start seeing that. That's that's part of the mantra, and the, the people can't, apparently can't get enough of it. They love being told, all, all you got to do is tell them how great the American people are, and they're always been willing to sacrifice. So they'll send their firstborn off to war. They'll, uh, in this case, maybe they'll they'll just stop eating, you know, or at least you know you need to take off a few pounds anyhow. I, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't expect any backlash from the people over anything. They've proven that they can do whatever they want, right. and the majority of people are just going to sit there and take it. I agree with you. I agree with you. This is um, shit, man. We're, we're, we're entering that phase. We've already entered it. It's just getting more and more evident every day, man. So when I see something like that, it makes my soul cry, to be honest with you, because I know what we're what we're about to start facing. And second, it's it's uh, the obvious uh, decline, uh, you know, the 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 symptoms, right? The the physical symptoms of the decay of an empire, right? Of, of or not necessarily the empire, but the United States of America, you know, like what that that uh, image that was built up in in uh in the minds of most americans is is not true or it hasn't been true for a long time and um and now the mask is coming off and you're like damn you know or you put on the glasses the they live glasses and you're like shit <laughs> you know i've been i've been fooled you know um as as a bridge to our next topic it all works okay because uh, I'm really starting to think that that these people are just incredibly incompetent at this point, right? I used to think it was a, I still do. I mean, it's a, probably a mixture of both, right? They get incompetent people to do their bidding, right? That's probably what it is. Um, the Supreme Court, right? Our our boy Clarence Thomas, right? Uh, I think he's been a, a justice since 1991, or he was confirmed in 1991, or something like that. Uh, he's famous for Anita Hill, 
you know, if, if you guys are old enough to remember that. Um, <clears throat> well, his wife apparently was <laughs> sending text messages uh, to Mark Meadows uh, during and after the, the January 6th uh, storming of the White House, however you want to call it. I mean, the party they had at the White House, the 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 fringe uh, right wing hippie party that ran into the White House and had a party because that's really what they did. They didn't really do anything. They just walked in there and took pictures. Uh, some of them, most of them anyway. Um, you know, so that that section, uh, she was catering to that in a bit. She sent some text messages and I want some thoughts. How do people get these text messages? If I send Tone a text message, it's between me and Tone, right? It's up to Tone or myself to disseminate that information if that's what we want to do. So how does this happen, right? Well, anyway, text messages get out of that uh, Clarence, Clarence Thomas's wife sending Mark Meadows, uh, you know, um, ways that uh, they can overturn the election for Donald Trump because they, they said that Joe Biden stole the election. And if you believe that, that's fine. You know, but I, I, I want to concentrate on these text messages. What she sent him was, uh, among others, because she sent about 20 or, or 25, I'm not sure. But she, one of them was uh, um, a link to a YouTube video talking about Steve Puchinik's, uh, you know, there's, there's a sting going on. Trump knows all about it. And uh, there are watermarks on, on the, the voting ballots. And we know what's going on. And everybody's, this is all going to go down very soon because it's, it's a sting. He's setting them up. He's playing 5D chess. Now, she is sending this to Mark Meadows as evidence. This is provably wrong. She's sending this to Mark Meadows as, as evidence. So is QAnon in the Supreme Court at this point? What's up, sir? What's up, Tony? I, I don't know that it's in the Supreme Court, but you know, if you look at um, the story that came out a few months ago on the on the ruling they had on mandates, I found it very interesting that there was no diversity among the Supreme Court for vaccines. They were nine uh, boosted. All they all had, you know, both shots and boosted by that time. So I don't think the Supreme Court reflects the politics of the United States. But you know, uh, uh, Mrs. Thomas is uh, clearly a uh, private citizen she's been vocal before too and i maybe don very very vocal she's she's spoken out of uh, especially on nita hill but even in other topics in our time uh, recently she's spoken out so uh, that's i think that was pretty you know common i had a lot of people sending me links to that as well and uh, our obviously we we knew what the score was with with steve pachinik and the watermarks that this is you know if you listen to david knight it's one of the reasons he's not working at Infowars yes, anymore right. One of the reasons, I guess, I don't host any there anymore. Oh, that's that's um, the reason, right? So <laughs> it's just just because of, of our speaking out against that. So no, I I think um, it's interesting that the text messages. Yes, you're right. They always seem to get intercepted somehow, right. and I, I don't know if that has to do with apps or just people. I mean, it could be just be them sending it to the press themselves. Maybe the, the friends you send it to aren't your friends, I and mean, those group texts can be dangerous, perhaps if you uh, don't trust everybody on them, but. Now, I, th I think it's interesting, Billy. This is I think that's a reflection of 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 2020, just how strong the PSYOP was. It reaches to the highest levels. Right, right. And um, I mean, I, I won't I don't think he should recuse himself. Just me personally. I, uh, what your spouse does is not what you do. And now if right. she's if she's asking Mark Meadows on behalf of Clarence Thomas or Clarence Thomas himself is doing something like that, then that becomes something uh, totally different. But, uh, you know, in, in this era of of overreaction and, and uh, 
you know, just high, hypersensitivity to all things political in that realm. I, I would just say it's one of those uh, one of those deals that happens along the way when we got when we got such a partisan uh, psyop in this country. No, I agree, man. Um, you know, and and they're looking into into Clarence. Well, first off, before before we move, uh, the incomparable Wayne McCroy is in the chat, ladies and gentlemen. Round of applause to the dude, Wayne. You got to join us one day, man. Uh, good good to see you, buddy. Um, so what they're saying is that you know, since that's his spouse, right, and that you know, Clarence Thomas must have known, right? He must have. I mean, I subscribe to that. I mean, you know, you, you tell your wife just about everything. Yeah. I think they have the same mindset. Not only that, he was the he was the lone person that didn't uh, that voted against uh, freeing up those documents that that they wanted from Trump. Everybody else said it was cool on the Supreme Court, uh, but uh, Clarence Thomas said no. You know, so there are you know some there is some circumstantial evidence that points in the direction that this guy did know what he was what was going on. But then again, like Tone says, you, I mean, what, what that's all circumstantial, right? You can't necessarily prove that. So, but uh, there's a uh, legal uh, experts chiming in, you know, uh, on all of this, saying that he should recluse himself. But but who knows, right? Like I, I mean, at this point, like it's all political. So these people might have a political agenda behind their analysis. You can't trust anything anymore. What's up, Don? Yeah, well, I think it, it points out, you know, that uh, I, first of all, uh, Clarence Thomas's wife Jenny, it's odd she chose to text uh, Mark Meadows. Now, Mark Meadows was one of many, you know, guys who clearly wasn't on board with Donald Trump's agenda. And of course, we named him chief of staff naturally because that's what he did with everything because he's an actor. So uh, how much of this is is theater? I don't know, because Jenny, is Jenny Thomas naive? You know, because if she believed in, in uh, Pachenik, I'll say this about Steve Pachenik, that he really disappointed me that there, because he, he was my second favorite guest. Uh, behind Gerald Salant. I used to love him. He was he, fun, he, right? I mean, oh, he sounded, he always, yeah, he always sounded so convincing. Right. You know, and he was so confident about this. You know, this thing, and I thought, well, I don't, can't imagine this is possible. Right. Went quickly, you know, I kept saying, okay, well, why aren't we hearing anything about this? And the Homeland Security quickly denied and said, there's no, there was nothing wrong with the vote count. I said, okay, but they're the ones running the sting. You know, this doesn't make any sense. So <laughs> none of it made any sense. And as, as Tony mentioned, David Knight probably lost his job over it. But so it's interesting if she's obviously into the Q stuff, if she's paying attention to that, one of the most outrageous of all the Q stuff to explain the election. But why, you know, is, is that naivety that she doesn't know that Mark Meadows is obviously not on board with that? I mean, has she not studied Mark Meadows' history? That this is a guy who would have thrown Trump, you know, allegedly thrown Trump out of the bus because to whatever degree Trump means anything he says, this guy... I was not on board with him as we're, you know, virtually no one in his administration was. And that's one of the, right. one of the uh, things that we all need to question is why did he keep naming people that were never Trumpers and, you know, publicly, I mean, never seen that in any other administration, people publicly coming out against him, you know, while he's in office, that never happened ever. But uh, so I think it, it, it also, you know, should serve to illustrate how even people like that, who you might consider, well, maybe she's awake to some small degree. Maybe Clarence Thomas is awake to some small degree. You know, they're they may be at the Breitbart level or something on the right wing. Maybe so. Maybe you know that's her reality. She, she thinks they're lying. She thinks there's corruption. But you know, she, she thinks Donald Trump obviously is the answer, and she thinks more Republicans are the answer. I think, but I don't know. It could be all part of the game too. As, as you pointed out, it is interesting how these texts became public. Right. Is this all part of the theater? Do they do they want that? I mean, maybe they're pissed off Clarence Thomas didn't die. 
you know, because they clearly wanted him to become president. So maybe they're trying to disgrace him over his wife's text. I, I don't know, man. I, I, but I think it, uh, it's something that people, you know, when they talk about a big conspiracy and everybody involved, I don't know how many people are involved in these things. I know the people at the top manipulated it, but, uh, you know, maybe I think you talked about incompetence, Billy, and I'm, I'm more and more looking at that is that a lot of these people, like somebody, you look at some of these people in the city, the Lori Light pieces and the, uh, Gretchen Whitmers and people like that. Right. I don't think you have to have them attend conspiracy meetings. I think you just give them power right. Right. and you give them a good salary and just let them do what they're going to do. Right. You wind them up, <laughs> let them go. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know how many of these people have to be involved, really. I, I don't know. Clarence Thomas, maybe he may be that rare breed of, of, you know, black conservative that it's just, you know, he thinks the Republicans got it right. You know, Lincoln freed the slaves and this is the party. So uh, that may be the extent of his belief. And that's why he's good on a lot of, you know, a lot of things. I usually, you know, end up saying, well, he's one of the two rational judges. Of, well, three, actually, Gorsuch is actually looking better and better, shockingly. He's one, one of the Trump's choices. But, uh, on any kind of civil liberties thing, or anything, he's going to be questionable. Like the rest, police power, he's going to, you know, he's going to vote. What's that, what was that uh, recent... Um, civil liberties type thing they have with Santamayor, Santamayor, who I wouldn't agree with on hardly anything. Right. She actually came out on the right side, her and one other person, I think. So, you know, there are no civil libertarians there. But yeah, it's interesting, man. I don't know. But I, I, I think, you know, it's it's probably part of the truth. Right. We here in the Bronx apologize for Sotomayor. We're, we're, we're very sorry. About that. <laughs> um, okay, Don, you were talking to me earlier about um about Donald Trump and that he's raking in some money on some lawsuits. So let's just go to that. What's up? Yeah, he is. Well, he's filed a RICO lawsuit, you know, against Hillary. It's, it's odd because, you know, he's filing against Hillary Clinton and the Democratic Party. And uh, here he had the chance for, you know, for four years in office. And he chose not to have, a, first of all, he appointed attorney generals who wouldn't prosecute any of his supposed enemies and only prosecuted his friends. But he uh, he had a chance, you know, to, to try to go after as well. He has the power of the president. So it's interesting now. I mean, he obviously has a case because we had that at Lennon that uh, John Brennan memo alone, the CIA memo that details, I mean, this is a, this is a guy who's not on Trump's side, obviously. And he's saying, yeah, Hillary's got, you know, Hillary Clinton has this plan where she's going to, uh, this, this is her idea that she's going to blame the Russians uh, for, you know, uh, it's colluding with Trump. So it's out there and documented. Now the same people that love John Brennan, I'm sure they don't trust that for some reason, but so he's got a case, but it's, again, it's a day late and a dollar short. Why is he doing it now at this point? And again, if you look at the emails he sends out, he really does come off as a grifter. He's always wanting money. And I don't know how many hundreds of millions or whatever he's raised during this campaign, but I cannot stop thinking about those January 6th people. They, they're still apparently almost 100 of them that have been sitting in that in, in jail for uh, over a year now uh, without being charged. And, you know, they're feeling, you know, we've talked before uh about how the legal or awful legal system works where people don't realize most of the, I don't know most, but a huge number of the record number of prisoners we have behind bars have not been convicted of anything. This pretrial confinement is, you know, very, that's what, uh, when, when Chelsea Manning was Bradley Manning, that's what she faced, the, he at that time faced, you know, he, he was in jail for three and a half years. And uh, so when they uh, sentenced him to 35 years in prison, for revealing the awful things our troops were doing in Iraq and Afghanistan. And one of these few good moves he made, Barack Obama, to his credit, at the end of his office term in office, unlike Trump, who did nothing good at the end, he did commute Manning's sentence. 
We did one good thing, but but uh, when when he was sentenced thirty five years, they gave him credit for three and he was in jail for three and a half years, pre trial trial confinement. So it happens to people that aren't poor, but it happens to the poor all the time. As you probably know, they're waiting for their public defender and they have a backlog right. of cases and hmm. they can't afford bail, so they're sitting in. So but these guys are not poor; these were just political prisoners. So they're facing what we see, but they've been there for over a year. It's disgraceful. Uh, you know, the allegations are that they were beaten and solitary confinement. We don't know. The few congressmen that tried to find out were turned away by the authorities. So we don't, but if that's happening, it's even, that's even worse. But they're in prison because they came to DC to protest for, for Donald Trump. They came to support his sorry ass and he threw them under the bus and he has not said one word about them. For over a year, that should be what he's talking about more than anything. But he can't stop talking about himself again. I think has to be an actor, or they just found this guy and they just realized that his ego is so absurd that they can he can just they can wind him up and let him do this stuff because that's what he sounds like. But he should take some of those that money that he has raised. I mean, what is he raising it for? The hmm. guy is supposedly a billionaire. Why does he need money so bad? But, he, but he's it, so he needs to take. He's sincere and on Tucker Carlson, again, to his credit, Tucker will sometimes say some great stuff. He mentioned that the other day on air. He said, how much of that money are you planning to give to the January 6th defendants during jail because of you? He said it on air. And, uh, you know, I'm sure I'm sure Trump stopped watching Tucker a long time ago. He turns on hand and he's excited about that, I guess. But, <laughs> but you know, it, it, it's disgraceful because whatever, whatever comes out of this lawsuit, what's he going to do with this money? And I, I'll give him credit, much as I said. I would have given him credit if he if he pardoned Assange and Manning and Snowden. Of course, he did none of that. He didn't pardon anybody except Blackwater executives and the the president of Death Row rappers, records, and other rappers that, that hate him. You know that's who he that's who he, that's who he pardoned. But uh, so he won't do the right thing, obviously. But if he does, if he says, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna you know uh, put uh, you know ten million dollars into this fund so these guys can hire real lawyers instead of public defenders." Don't I'm not giving him a dime. I'm not giving him a dime. It's my exactly. money. I raised it. Okay, I did it myself. All right. I put on this grift. It belongs to me. I'm not giving them a dime. Not a dime. Um, you know, um, it's yesterday I was watching TV for a little bit, man, and uh, on TLC, they have a documentary out uh, on this, uh, what oh, I forgot the name of it, Hillsong. The Hillsong Church apparently a mega church. I didn't know anything about it up until yesterday. And they, they operated here out of New York. Um, and, and they had a, you know, celebrity like Justin Bieber was a part of their congregation. I mean, it was a whole production and people were pouring money into this, just giving the money, you know, and uh, somebody pointed out the head preacher, if you want to call him that he had, he was wearing on television, $500 shoes. Reverend Ike. Like, what's that, buddy? <laughs> Reverend Ike. <laughs> Reverend Ike. <laughs> what do you mean, Reverend Ike? Is that? Oh, uh, you know, oh, you know, you remember Reverend Ike? Reverend Ike was uh, back. In, he was the first one of those guys. He was, really? He was a, bl- a black guy in fifties and sixties, but he used to he used to dress like a pimp, and he rode rode around like in a pink Cadillac. He was ostentatious, gold hanging off, preaching <laughs> the gospel of the Lord, man. They're all co- they're all copying him, basically. That's what they're right. doing. Pro- I'm sure if Justin Bieber was there got to be prosperity and they've even renamed it so now it's, it's uh was a prosperity ministry or whatever right 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 right. right. so to try to cover the fact that because you know you're making me prosperous 
you could be prosperous too, you know, and, and it's, 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 it's ridiculous. So, so this guy's wearing $500 shoes yes. and, and somebody pointed it out, you know, uh, 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 I think it was a news reporter and he's, he's trying to make people aware. Like, look, this guy's, this guy's taking your money and buying $500 shoes. Like where, where is he getting this money from? He has no other income. It's, it's clearly from what you're doing. So, I mean, if there's $500 shoes, it's probably a $500 shirt and a giant mansion and all this other stuff. Right. And people sent him hate mail. You know, and, and, and uh, you know, sometimes we bring up people in, in the alternative media that, that are, are grifters and try to do things and, and people get upset. And I didn't realize it, but how, how I, I, I didn't understand why that was. I'm like, if you point out an injustice, people be like, oh my God, that's, there's something there. I'm giving this guy, but people obviously enjoy giving their money away. It's some type of mind control that I, I can't quite understand. If I'm giving a, first off, I'm not giving a church money. Okay. That, 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 that has a television show that has a, a whole production of music bands and that they're down with Justin Bieber. That's not happening. Right. But if, if, if I am doing that for whatever reason, and I see the dude parading around with, with, with fancy cars and, and $500 shoes, I'm like, okay, something's up. But people had the opposite reaction. And it's the same thing with Donald Trump. Yeah. Donald Trump can raise money and, and, and grift and grift and grift. And people will have the opposite reaction when you point it out and say, Hey, there's something wrong here. Oh, you just got Trump derangement syndrome. That's all. Yeah. That's all. Let me give him another $20. But he's a billionaire. You know, oh, he's, he's 5D chess. He's a billionaire. This guy's doing it. He's doing it. But, but I'm going to sign over 20 bucks for him or 50 or 100 from my hard-earned hard paycheck that I, I live paycheck to paycheck. I'm going to give him some money. It's disgusting. You know, but it's, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a larger problem. And it's, it's, a, it's a mind control problem if... Uh, if I have, uh, you know, my two cents to throw in there. What's up, Tom? Well, there's a reason I call them the GOP uh, grifters on patrol. And uh, <laughs> you look at uh, this is just a a, a very uh, magnified version of what a new GOP congressman will do uh, once elected. They'll go to Washington, D.C., and they'll say, I submitted a balanced budget amendment bill. Now, it's never going to make it out of committee. It'll never make it to the floor, but that's the press release they'll send home. And they'll say, look at our congressman. And that's the kind of just fake nerf politics. And Donald Trump's great at this. Um, it's almost like he's trapped in a time warp. It's like that Keanu Reeves movie, The Lake House, where I'm only <laughs> corresponding within two years. And like he's two years in the past. And you're t yeah, it just yeah. it just feels like he, he's never really on topic anymore. In 2016, he was on topic. And that's why he got elected, in my opinion. Uh, it was really hitting a nerve with a lot of Americans and voters. It wasn't, it wasn't Vladimir Putin. But, you know, you look at this and uh, he's going to raise money. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing. Nothing will change. There'll be no discovery. There'll be it's just a bunch of clickbait for the, you know, Fox News type outlets and Republican Party. He'll raise millions and millions of dollars. And you're absolutely right. And said the old Mark Twain saying about it's it's easier to fool people than to convince them they've been fooled. And, and mm -hmm. in our society today, they get really angry with you. I have people come into my shop four or five times a week that are just clearly um, brainwashed by QAnon. I don't know how else to say it. I mean, you can't talk to them. And these are people usually in their 50s and 60s, and they're just committed to this narrative that, you know, Donald Trump is Jesus. There's a White Hats and all this stuff. This is still going on. Yeah. They're saying he's president still, and the military is with him. I mean, this is this is where we are, and he knows that. His team knows that. Um, he doesn't have to hire people that want to help him with policy because nothing about Trump is about policy. 
It's about fundraising. Clearly, you can see that through 2020. If he wanted to get reelected, he wouldn't have done a lockdown election. There would have been no mail-in ballots because nothing would have been locked down. He didn't want to get reelected. He wanted to raise money. And then, you know, that you play it all the time. I'm going to release the Kraken. You had Sidney Powell. That was his legal team. That was all, you know, first $8,000. I'm going to release the Kraken. Yes. First $8,000 you gave Trump in the stop to steal. The first $8,000 went to the RNC or Trump. He didn't go to the, the illegal team. So, I mean, just this, it was set up to grift all the way down to January 6th. And he's abandoned those people that, that, that were dedicated to, to the stop the steal narrative and, and Trump. And, and, I, and a lot of them, there were great people. They just were, un, they had the unfortunate um, uh, luck uh, to end up following him when he yeah. told him to go there. So now I just uh, everything about him at this point disgusts me. Well, I couldn't agree more, ladies and gents. Uh, yeah. that, that's that's the what's up, Don? You got something to say? No, that's true. I I certainly agree, and I and I you're right about the uh, the people that are deluded that uh, that believe in this, and that's that's the you know that's where we are standing in the middle somewhere. We have the crazy woke authoritarians on the left who uh, I think would I really think if you had a referendum. They would like to throw all 80 million, anybody who voted for Trump in jail, maybe execute them. I mean, I've talked to enough of them, communicated with them. They want those people in prison executed. I mean, these people are completely, I've, I've tried to say, well, who, who in prison then wouldn't you execute? If you're executing people who are guilty of a misdemeanor, if it's anything, you want to execute people that are guilty because they hate Trump so much. It's the same reason why they're waving the Ukrainian flag, because they associate Putin with Trump. But on the other side, you have uh, the people, the cult that's still there that are still going to his meaningless rallies where he says the same stupid stuff that he did before. You know, it, it just and, and the whole thing is you see how many he, how many people were at his rally like that matters. What, what is that? Does that improve the country? No. Well, you know, I couldn't do that. Well, OK, that's true. But, but that that means nothing. It's meaningless. And what is he saying? They're still believing it. And so it doesn't surprise me. I guess it, 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 it comments is a reflection. I guess Americans, there's lots of people out there that I guess believe that. And they, I've already, you know, reading between the lines, they think this Rico suit by Trump is something big, man. This is, you know, he's, he's taking the gloves off now. He's, he's hitting all the right points. He's going to do it. Okay. So you really think our, our corrupt court system, you know, especially when you, when you, when you believe that they, you know, they cheated him out of an election. So again, so what, why do you think he's going to be elected again? Nothing has changed. I mean, wouldn't they cheat him again? I mean, it makes no sense. But uh, they, you think this legal system is going to say, okay, okay, you, you can successfully sue Hillary Clinton. We agree we're going to rule against Hillary Clinton. We're going to rule against the Democratic Party entirely. You know, and that's what we're going to do. Who runs everything at this point? I mean, it's, it's, it's naive beyond belief. And it's, uh, you know, maybe they think that they'll, they're going to have somebody in a white hat that's uh, sitting as a judge or white hat judge or something. I haven't seen any white hats. <laughs> neither have i and i've been looking man wayne mccroy says don dropping the knowledge of history ladies and gents that's that's wayne mccroy uh, uh <laughs> rainbow says uh we're all debt slaves and we're absolutely all debt slaves man i agree with that 100 percent um we 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 have a lot of trouble as uh you know we just need to realize it you know i, I know i'm preaching to the choir here i know everybody knows we're debt slaves i know everybody knows we're in a shitload of trouble up the creek without a paddle but, uh, you know, we need to somehow, uh, you know, get that message over to people that may not know. OK, we uh, we're going to close with uh, with the Foo Fighters, man. Uh, uh, you know, um, <laughs> I'm you know, I'm a big fan of music overall. 
Right. And, and when I was a kid, I used to listen to alternative uh, alternative. I still listen to alternative rock. Right. But, uh, you know, the old stuff, not the new stuff, but it was new back in the 90s. You know, and uh, when uh, when uh, Kurt Cobain died, you know, Dave Grohl was part of Nirvana. And he went off and did his own thing. He did the Foo Fighters all by himself. Um, and uh, the first two albums were great, in my opinion. But, 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 but then I trailed off of it. People still love uh, the Foo Fighters. T- Taylor Hawkins, who was the drummer was found dead in um, in a hotel in Bogota, Colombia, uh, probably drug-related. Um, uh, you know, I, I felt we should talk about this. I got hit up by so many different people about this. Like, I mean, I, I, I didn't know that he was so loved, you know, by, by people. So I'm like, you know what, let, let, let's, let's talk about it a bit. Tone, what's your, what's your take on this? I mean, he, the man passed away. Um, and uh, people are telling me that the Foo Fighters uh, will probably split up after this. I don't. I don't think so. I, I think, uh, uh, you know, T- Taylor came onto the band after the fact, and um, and uh, you know, like in '97 he came on. So Dave Grohl had already done this. Uh, you know, so I, I think Dave Grohl is the band, right? If he if he figures to stop it, it will. Um, but uh, people are 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 really you know broken up about this. So anyway, give me your thoughts. So. Yeah, and we don't want to speculate um, you know, how, what caused his death, but uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, headlines lately of celebrities waking up dead in hotel rooms. You know, that's, that's the that seems to be you know across the board. You look at the insurance CEOs talking about the forty percent increase in deaths from uh, ages eighteen to sixty-four. He certainly fits into there. So um, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm a fan of the early Foo Fighters stuff. I haven't kept uh, kept track, you know, but. Uh, Dave Grohl, you know, talented guy, but they're very establishment. Right. It's kind of like what Rage, Rage Against the Machine showed uh, over the last uh, two years where you just go, <laughs> what? What are you guys talking Like, get your backs, you know, yeah, rebel yeah. against the machine by getting your back. And then they were, the, the Foo Fighters were very much, um, you know, a proponent of having mandatory vaccine passports for their concerts and not going to play unless they were, and people were vaxxed. That's that's some of the headlines. So, you know, I, I don't know. Um I haven't kept up with some this, you know, the modern releases that it seems that music has an algorithm and a formula. I may be, I, I thought about that when I was like 12 years old, that they just kind of produce music in a, in, in a computer program for like certain demographics of people. I've certainly, I know they do now. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, their, their latest stuff hasn't really grabbed me. No, I got you, man. But you make a really good point right, right here in, in New York, you know, when we were opening up, right. The first thing was Foo Fighters here at uh, at Madison Square Garden, uh, and uh, you had to be vaccinated in order to get in. Right? That was a deal. And and Dave Grohl wrote a song. I think it was for John Kerry, right? Is someone getting the best of you? I, I think it was either for John Kerry or Barack Obama. But he wrote this song for them, and I'm like, what the hell, man? I'm like, oh, I can't do this anymore. Um, and then you brought up Rage Against the Machine, which is my favorite band of all time. And um, yeah, yeah, we we all know what happened there. Uh, Chris Graves in the chat uh, talks about, no, this is Raybo. Uh, Chris Cornell, uh, Anthony Bourdain, uh, Lincoln Park. Uh, that's uh, the dude from Lincoln Park. That's Chester Biggington, I think. Uh, you know, they, they all died in, in uh, questionable circumstances, right? I mean, um, they could have all committed suicide because they, they were seriously depressed. But, you know, there is a conspiracy theory that goes on about Kurt Cobain himself, and we should really talk about that here at some point. We should get... Um, get one of these uh, investigators that have gone in on this case because they say that uh what's her name courtney love 
that Courtney Love is responsible for the death of Kurt Cobain. And it's a really good, I think it's Soaked in Bleach is the name of the documentary. It's freaking compelling. Like, it's like, okay, she might have actually killed this dude, you know? Um, and and uh, the guy who, um, I think it was the, I haven't seen it in a while, but I think it was the, the investigator that they had as part of the documentary actually worked with Courtney Love. So this isn't, and he believes that Courtney Love did it, which is crazy. Are you familiar with this tone? I've seen the documentary, but it's it's been out for a few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been yeah. a long time. Right. Yeah, I, I've seen I this it makes a very compelling case. I mean, a lot of these yeah. celebrity deaths are weird. And and is I think uh Kurt Cobain was part of that uh isn't it the 27 or 28 club? Like 27 club. Right, right. So yeah, they, they just kind of reach that certain age and then there's no there's no more uh there's no more uh, albums for you, sir. <laughs> Chris Graves in the chat says that it was for Curry, that someone getting the best of you song, uh, because Bush used Foo Fighters in, in campaign material and Foo Fighters sent Bush a cease and desist. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, Wayne McCroy says music is all about social engineering. We know all about that. We got to have Wayne on, 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 uh, on the panel. We can talk a little bit of politics with Wayne and then uh, we can talk alchemy. That'd be dope. Um, let me see what else we got here. Am I forgetting anybody? I think we got everybody. Don, what are your thoughts, man? I, I know you're not a huge uh, Foo Fighters fan, no. but uh, just elaborate on whatever, and then we'll get no, I don't know much about them other than I like their name, you know, being an old UFO guy. But, uh, yeah, they always struck me, as Tony said, as establishing just a girl, girl. You know, they reminded me a little bit of why I never really liked Green Day much. A little too packaged for me. You know, I like that kind of music, but they were a little too packaged. And uh, I think uh, Grohl, again, obviously, when you're contributing to candidates like John Kerry, mainstream Democrats, I mean, that's, that's, you've lost me right there. Right. You know, and, you know, even if you go to Bernie Sanders, okay, maybe you're, because you're going a little bit farther out there. But, uh, you know, when you're mainstream people, I'm sorry, you're no radical. And then with this anti, uh, this uh, pro-vaccination nonsense, uh, you know, I'm sorry, you lost me. Do something like that. But, uh as you know, I, I covered a lot of the, in fact, the Courtney Love uh, and Kurt Cobain thing, I went into in some uh, detail in, on Broad Fame. And uh, I covered a lot of these deaths in that book. And uh, there, so whenever any of these celebrities die, yeah, you, you question it because uh, it's whether or not Randy Quaid's um, Star Whackers theory is correct. Mm. There's a lot of smoke there. I mean, you know, these guys, I mean, look at Bob Saget. I mean, you know, there's still that, that's something obviously really wrong with that death something right. something bizarre happened either either he was a 9-11 truther and they just came and beat him with a baseball bat a hundred times and threw him in bed or uh or he died uh, because of his boosters and vaxes which he was talking about and they're just lying about it. he definitely there's no way he died the way they say he did and that's what you can say but i i, I talked you know in, in the book on bar fame about that very much like what we see in politics where these people die under questionable circumstances, and this guy, right. what fifty years old, yeah, uh, he should be, he should be dying, and and maybe they'll, a lot of times they try out the natural causes thing. You know, it's not natural to die at fifty. Yeah, and, uh, so, so they, <laughs> but they do that all the time, and people yeah. just not oh natural causes. But wait, what? Not well, natural. he died of natural causes. He was twenty six, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> or, or you know, heart attack like Jim Morrison, a heart attack in the bathtub at twenty seven. You know, that doesn't happen outside the world of politics or outside the world of entertainment. Those right. are the two right. areas. So, yeah, I, I would definitely look into this, uh, into this thing. I, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe somebody put a hit out on him, or maybe he's just one of the many 
400 and some thousand excess deaths in the United States that they can't explain, which are probably almost all from the vaccine. So it'd be interesting to see, did he have all his axes? Oh, I'm sure he did, man. Yeah. God, God bless him. God, God, God bless all the food fighters, man. But I, I'm sure they all got vaxxed if they were, you know, heavily pushing that. I mean, they could have been hypocritical, right? Or, or they could have just been saving their own asses and didn't do this, but just yeah. say, you know, this is what we're going to do to appease whatever the powers we need to appease. But uh, I, I am confident that he was probably fully vaxxed and boosted, you know? So it's something yeah. to look at, man. Like, I mean, you know, people are, we, not everybody dies because of the vax, but there's so many people that have, you know, and, uh, and, you know, myocarditis is a thing now, you know, people are having heart attacks at 26 or at 10, 10 year old has a heart attack. That's natural. Don't worry <laughs> yeah. about it. Not only is it natural, he died of natural causes. Anyway, we're getting up <laughs> out of here. All right. America unplugged ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week. Next week, we'll get into the digital currency a little bit tone. Hopefully Absolutely. keep me honest. Let's do that. Um, uh, thank you everybody for tuning in and thank you for the tip we received. We received, we appreciate it. Mr. Arthur Burns, tell the people where they can find <laughs> I wanted to tell everybody, uh, the uh, the show, and of course Don's show and my show all have a call-in number now. So maybe next mm -hmm. week we can take some calls if you like. Yeah. We have a call, uh, text like only I can run through here. So we'll wow. be able to do that. AmericaUnplugged.com. Uh, be sure and share the podcast. And then I've saved up a couple of reviews to read. We'll do that next week. Okay. Don, so if you want to be... I heard over the air, if you want to have your review read, just uh, send, give us a five-star review uh, over on Apple or anywhere podcasts are found. I'll, I'll read that here. Lots of cool stuff coming up uh, here on the show. I've got some, got some uh, intros, outros being produced, and we got some great ideas on that. But uh, arterburn.news for me right. uh, on the website, wisewolf.gold for uh, the sponsor. Absolutely fantastic. Chris Graves, hit us up, man. Uh, I, I want to know you're an expert on on the Kurt Cobain death. He's been investigating it since yes. '96. Yes. I want to know all about it. So make sure you hit us up, Don Jeffries. What's up, man? Oh, Chris Crazy, you know, is one of is uh, you know my, my uh, main man is a researcher. Him and Peter T. Cash and Bob Wilson, all three. But uh, Chris is amazing. So and, I, and he's I can always count on him tuning in. So nice to see you out there, Chris. And he is the expert, the two guy in Kurt Cobain. Uh, people can find me at uh, I, I've, I've got a pay option now at Substack. Uh, so I have lots of free subscribers there, and I'm still giving out free materials. So I, I couldn't figure out a good way to do the pay thing. If you want to help, and some people have already generously, you can just go to the pay option at donaldjeffries.media. That's where my stuff is. And uh, you know, on Bard Fame, the latest book about showbiz is out there. So give it some love. And uh, you can find out anything you need to, to know about me by uh, searching for me. There's a lot of stuff out there. Well, there you have it, ladies and gents. All, all the information you need to know about the usual suspects. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. Billy the Kid, make sure you hit me up over at the Infinite Fringe uh, at gmail.com. Let's say what's up. You know, let me know what's going on. Also, go check out the Infinite Fringe.podbean.com, the Infinite Fringe on Apple Podcast. You know, we're going to be dropping some new episodes up there very soon, Lord willing. And of course, right here on America Unplugged, ladies and gentlemen. Do your thing and make sure you have an excellent weekend. Enjoy your life. Do your thing. We'll see you here next week, Lord willing. Okay. Until then, please do not burn this place down uh, while we're gone. Shit's expensive. Okay. I can't buy food anymore. All right. I, I'm not going to be able to buy couches. Scarcity on couches here in the United States. So please take it easy with my stuff here. All right. Take it easy now. See you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.